0: Are you struggling to believe that there is a purpose for your life? That after all you've been through, seen or done, that there is a chance you'll ever find peace and wholeness again? Welcome to Love and Beloved. This podcast explores what matters to us the most overcoming adversity, success stories on relationships with God, ourselves, and others. Now, here is your host, Lena Sibula.
1: I'm so glad for you to listen in today. Our special guest is Robin Moore. If you ever struggle with negative self-talk or freeing yourself from the comparison trap, Robin Moore is the answer you've been looking for. And Robin uniquely empowers women to transform their inner critics into the greatest unstoppable champion so they can flourish in all the areas of their life She spent years silently struggling with anxiety, depression, and health issues, and Robin created a new and inspiring path to entirely redefine what was possible to her future. Welcome, Robin, to Love and Beloved podcast.
0: Hi, I'm so glad to be here.
1: I'd like to start with your life story. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and where your journey begins.
0: Yeah, so I um like you said, my name is Robin, and I'm a certified life coach. And um, my story is actually what brought me to this profession. Um, also, just to point out some of the things I love, I love the outdoors. And um, I'm mom to I'm a single parent to an amazing little boy that I adopted at birth, who's seven now. And so he's a huge, huge part of my life. But yeah, my story um, really started back for me um, some years ago, and that was in, in junior high. Um, it's really kind of when the depression and anxiety really started uh, to take hold of my life. Um, and as a teenager, right, I, I didn't know anything except to believe the stories that I was telling myself to believe that the circumstances around me, and really not even that because life was on the outside was was actually really good. Um, I was valedictorian. I was you know most likely to succeed, most athletic. Like on the outside, everything looked great, but um, on the inside, you know that that was not the case. And um, the longer and longer that I hit it and and stuffed it, um, just the bigger that it became, Um, when I was in college, uh, I finally came to the point where I really couldn't stuff it anymore. Um, I actually ended up going, um, into the hospital, um, and, you know, started, you know, seeing, um, you know, a counselor and started getting on medication and, and all those, all those types of things. And that process continued for, for quite some years. Um, and then before, you know, I was 30 years old. I was on 11 prescription medications, wow. um, had, uh, you know, little to no quality of life. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of the, the pivot moment for me was when the doctors wanted to put me on medicine number 12, right? I went and saw a doctor. She gave me this. You know, what I now know is an outrageous diagnosis. <laughs> and um, I walked away just feeling more and more defeated every single time. And so I remember I, I, I told my mom what the diagnosis was. And um, she was like, Robin, that is not who you are. That is not truth. And so it was it was kind of the light bulb moment for me that um, she spoke truth into me. And I stopped back and I questioned, I questioned what these doctors had been telling me. Right. And then what that led to was really me questioning what I had been telling myself, because that was at the root of all the problems and the issues. And so as I began finding healing, I I'm now off 11 prescription medications. Um, I've been off them for about 15 years. Um, I lost 70 pounds. Um, I have been depression free. For 15 years, anxiety free for, um, you know, two or three, uh, because that that one took me a little bit longer. And so I, you know, my road to freedom, I really, you know, discovered so much of it by myself. And so that's why I'm so passionate now about providing those tools and all I learned along the way um, to people so they can find that freedom, right? quickly, right? There's no need for it to take decades (laughs) like it took me. So, yeah, so that's, you know, like I said, now to an amazing life, a mom, had you told me that years ago, I would have, (laughs) I would have never believed you, Um, you know, my own business, all those sort of things. So, you know, by God's grace and mercy, and also by um, me really learning that, how we see life is not about what's going on around us. It's about the story that we tell ourselves about all those things.
1: Wow, absolutely. First of all, congratulations. Honestly, guys, I see this beautiful lady in front of me with the shining smile. And the story that she's telling actually gives me goosebumps because we are finally talking about our mental health. Because before it was, I don't know, taboo or people just don't believe it. And uh, because it's very easy to see trauma if you have a broken arm. And I always say if people with depression and anxiety would turn blue physically, we would know how many people are suffering. But because from outside you behave normal, you check out all those boxes about eating, sleeping, exercising, doing your job, succeeding at work. So people don't even understand that half of us literally go in turmoil inside and taking those medications. And sometimes it was even probably embarrassing to share with someone that, you know what, this is my quality of life and that's what I do because honestly, people did not talk about this. So it's take courage to say, on the 12 medication, I'm done, this is cannot be my life anymore. So I congratulate you on this journey. Honestly, and I saw a picture of that little boy. He's so cute.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I think that I think that shame factor, right, is what plays so hugely into it, right? There's the shame about um, not wanting, you know, I think even, you know, maybe even more right in the in the christian world because we think well we read about this freedom that we're supposed to have and i'm not experiencing it so what's wrong with me right i think that's that's what we tell ourselves so often and it's it's not what's wrong with you right it's you don't have the tools right to to create the freedom that god talks about and and all those things that he he talks about renewing our mind and all those things, they're so truth. But I say, I think oftentimes the practicality of that is not taught. Mm-hmm. And so people feel lost and shameful about what they're going through.
1: Yes, plus the trauma that we live from childhood pile up. So it's very hard to stay positive. And sometimes we hear counter thoughts when you're trying to say positive affirmation or beliefs or try to create something, it's always something happening say, well, it didn't work before. What do you think like it's going to happen now? So it's very easy to get defeated, especially like if you have any mental health challenges. So it's definitely takes some work. I just want to ask you, Robin, how's your faith help you to overcome challenges and difficulties of life?
0: Yeah, you know, my faith is, is number one, right? It really is. It's the, the most important thing for, for me, because I think it's the basis of, of what life is all about. And so, um, you know, even in the simple things, as far as like prayer and, and things like that, I mean, God, I think there's so much depth to it that we're not aware, but it's not even giving our request to him, but right. It's about refocusing um, because for me, so for instance, when I'm like, okay, God, here's what's going on. And I, I spit it all out. Right. And then I, that's when I feel like the he begins to speak that truth that I've read in his word. And he begins to remind me. Yes, but this this is what I this is what is true, right? And so it, it for me, it's like this um, you know, kind of spinning it all out and then letting him like heal all those parts of me, right? And so I again I think faith is just it's the key, right? It's the you know, the body the you know, the Bible talks about body, soul, and spirit, right? And that spirit part is is a huge part.
1: That is amazing. And it's very interesting because I'm thinking for me, I always felt alone. And you know, to know that you're not alone and know that you're belong and know that someone always listening, because I always get the answer. Sometimes it's no, sometimes it's yes, but he always answers. So, and that fate actually brought me to the point that I I trust that whatever I'm going through I will conquer it because this is the way to go you know and God will support me and I think that's a huge part especially when you like I'm no you know what back up not especially that you have mental health problem because in general if you have um our human minds wander all over the place. And sometimes, like you say, shame stopping us to share with someone, because sometimes God's answer is going to be, you know, go talk to your mom and your mom spoke truth into your life or go share or people just coming into your life and guiding you. And even that sense of it's not OK, I'm getting on a 12th medication. Honestly, this is not OK. That's what I believe as well, that Holy Spirit led you to go and share with your mom and have those thoughts saying, you know what, I try with 11 medications. I need something different. I need to take different route for myself. Can you Robin share a few faith and practical steps that you have learned and applied that has helped you in life?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, I think belief Right. So, so, and really our beliefs is just really just our repetitive thinking, right? So as we, as we think about things over and over, it becomes a belief, right? And that belief that like, like you just spoke about that belief that things can change, right? Is what will lead you on the step to actually then (laughs) your brain being able to find the right places to help you get exactly what you need to make that change. But it starts really with believing. Um, Another another thing is intentionality, right? Um, I think oftentimes, uh, you know, in the Christian faith, we're like, well, I prayed about it. Well, it's a partnership, right? So it's about faith and looking to God, but it's a partnership. We have to do our part. And so um, being intentional with the things that we think about and how we think about it, being intentional with um, seeking help and not just sitting back expecting things to change, <laughs> right, is, is a really big key. Um, you know, a whole lot of things come to mind with that question, but another one is, you know, like a, like a morning routine, um, making sure that you, um, uh, have the things in your life that are going to feed that, right. Um, exercise is great for the body, but it's great for the mind, right. Um, reading his word, right. Is, is huge and having prayer and setting that time apart, um, you know, learning to, to find time for yourself when it's, As a mom, right, it's hard to find that sometimes, right? So intentionality, again, with the things that we know are important in our lives.
1: That's beautiful. That's really good advice. Thank you so much. Um, Would you like to talk about your upcoming program?
0: Yeah, um, sure. Um, So I am going to start the new year. Kind of what I talked about um, is that the importance of of, you know, the, the Bible talks about body, soul and spirit, and they're so intertwined. And, and I found that in my life. Right. Like I, you know, I, I was overweight and I wanted to work on that. But my, my soul, which was my mind and my will and emotions, like was not in a place I could do that. Right. And I was seeking Christ, but, you know, my my body was, you know, out of whack and all these medications. And so they're all so intertwined that I decided to develop a program that brings the the three together. Right. So um, I'm working um, individually with people on transforming their body, their soul and their spirit together and really making a difference in their life. And so, um, yeah, I'm rolling out a new program in January and I am super excited about it.
1: That's awesome. Yes, you're absolutely right, because I have experience with that as well. I'm a mom of three and um, I wasn't diagnosed. Actually, it's so interesting how you went to the doctors and they've been diagnosing you and give you all these meds. I went to the doctors. Nobody ever pinpointed that I have a postpartum. And it was very long until my mind just one day was clear. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I can feel like I'm myself again. I'm not crying. I don't have this crazy thoughts in my mind. I'm not overeating because I was so lost. Mm -hmm. And um, it's absolutely true. As much as I want to sleeping exercise my mind wasn't allowed me even like get up from the couch and and literally my mind and those thoughts affected my physical body mm-hmm. so it was very interesting because I actually uh, yeah it's allowed me to have grace for people with their mental health struggles because up to that time I didn't believe it can hit me. And I thought, like, you're in control of it. You can you can change all this stuff, you know, but I didn't even know. I didn't even notice. I thought that's what part of the life that I was going through that was affecting. And then when I kind of was on another side, I'm looking and another other women, I'm like, wow, how come it's look different? You know, although we don't know what underneath there anyway, but still I realized if I would be a part of some mom groups, I probably would recognize women talk, you know, about how do you feel? How this, how that maybe somebody give me some advice or something like that. And I could figure out this earlier, but honestly, it have to come to that moment when, when mind body and spirit all together and i'm so grateful that you're doing this program because it's very hard to get there by yourself you know
0: and like you said people i guess maybe part of it's that shame factor or maybe it's that that first step but you know you don't want to do you don't want to do this alone right you don't want to do any part of life alone right you want to have people in your life that are going to be there with you and people that are going to speak truth to you right not just people that are going to You know, you need people, yes, to be there and listen, encourage, but you also need people to say, "Hey, here's what I'm seeing, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what's going on, right?" And and like you said, sometimes it's it's hard to connect and figure out. You know, is it the body? Is it spiritual? Is it, um, you know, is it my mind? Is it my thinking? And usually the answer is yes, (laughs) right? -hmm. Usually the answer is it's 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 a combination, right? And so that's why I think oftentimes people. Um, want to just look at one area, right? Like they think, well, if I just lose the weight, right? Like life will be, you know, mm-hmm. life will be, better, right? yes. yeah. Or if I just do this is, but you got to combine them all right. To really get that holistic um, really change in your life that will, that will, you know, it's kind of like the, let's, let's talk about the weight. you lose the weight, but if you don't change your thinking about how you're going to deal with stressors in your life, guess what? You're going to put it back on, right? Because it's all intertwined. And so that's why looking at it together, I think is, you know, really the best way to do it.
1: That's funny. When you said that, I'm like, been there, done that. It <laughs> right. took me so long to figure out saying by myself, I, it took me a while to figure out that I'm emotional eater. And I don't know like why I didn't see those signs before that I literally eat to solve the pro- problem in my head. So I'm thinking, what I'm eating. So now I definitely use different methods. But before, before I wasn't even aware that I'm uh-huh. doing this, you know, so it have to have some knowledge and awareness, first of all, to actually see that you do have a problem because sometimes like it's just part of life while well, I'm eating that's part yeah. of life you know what yeah. I mean but i yeah. didn't realize that i don't have like i have negative relationship with food because i don't eat to fuel my body i i eat to fuel my mind you know while it's busy working on this, solving some some problems you know
0: yeah and and you know it's it's interesting because I think that's one that that like you said we often overlook because some of the other ones right we spotlight like so there's people deal with um, the negative emotions in their life in some way so right so some people do it through drugs or alcohol or sex and there's so many different outlets but there's also overeating social media shopping right there's those that we. We are like, oh, well, that's just, you know.
1: Yeah, that's to, okay. That's to, normal. That's yeah, normal.
0: that's that's normal, right? Mm-hmm. And it is human, right? Because we all do it. But but we can dig into it so that we don't, right? So that we can learn to experience our emotions and realize they're not going to overtake us, um, and we don't have to have these outlets. You know, to to put us in a different state of mind in that being. We can actually write look to Christ, look within ourselves, and actually deal with what's going on. It's not going to overtake us like we think it is, but dealing with it is actually just going to bring more joy overall in our lives.
1: Absolutely. Because honestly, it doesn't solve anything, it just kind of like medicate or numb it to the point that it's still going to come out one way or another because it's have to be dealt with anyway. Well, and it creates a
0: bigger problem. Like at the time it's a sense of relief, Mm -hmm. whatever that outlet is. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it's just creating a larger problem. We now have to solve.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So Robin, looking back over your journey to where are you now? Would you have done anything differently?
0: Hmm. You know, I, I think in in my humanness, I always, I you know, I think, oh, yeah, I, I'm sure I would have done, wish I would have done that. I wish I would have found, found, you know, all the information I have and know now. Yeah, I wish I would have found that 20 years ago. But I don't think it's really helped for me mm-hmm. to, to look at that, except, you know, I think when we... Th- think we could, we should have done things different. The only thing is to gain maybe what we want to do different in the future. And I don't know that I had any other information that I could have done anything differently. Um, And I think that path is as painful and as hard as it was is what brought me to where I am today. Right. And so um, I think accepting it as a gift and a part of my journey is a much more productive way
1: to look at it that's awesome i actually was thinking about this bible verse if you don't mind i just i don't know through all these struggles it's come like keep coming to my mind all the time and it's so interesting because the people who are interview and for this um, very similar question everybody's saying that they have no regrets And I don't have regrets. I don't know if you guys um, know my story, but I didn't have a really good beginning. But uh, the most amazing part, I do believe this is all part of the big picture that when we go through the struggle, it's hard to see. But when we come out, look at what you're doing now. You save yourself. And now you're helping other people because of your story, because of your past, because of your struggle, because it's easy if you're just some nutritionist and i'm not saying this like guys honestly if you're just nutritionist who had the passion and god give you this gift honestly god bless you for this work but you know what i maybe i take this one for example i'm recovered um drug addict so if just the person come to me and say oh i understand it might be hard you know Or some other drug addict who recover as well, he say to me, I understand. I know that he understand. You know what I mean? Uh So those experiences make us relate to others. And the verse that I found, it's in Romans 5.3.5. And it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us to develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and the character strengthens our confident hope and salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know dearly god okay honestly i have to read that again and literally remove everything that i say i don't know every word that i read it's i'm stumbling oh like Somebody doesn't want me to read this verse, but I will read the verse again. <laughs> <You will. laughs> That's what Here I'm editing for, you know? <laughs> so this is verse. It, it's in Roman 535 5, NLT. And it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us to develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And honestly, that was helping me to actually look back and say, wow, that did build my character. Uh That did make me who I am. Do I wish to go through it again? And the craziest part, you know what? If I end up here, Mm. I would. That's what the most craziest part that sometimes I'm thinking, you know, because my mess become my message. I actually want to ask, what are the three lessons you have learned throughout your life that help you to support you in becoming the person you are today?
0: Mm, the three lessons that I've learned. Um, I think perseverance is a huge one, right? Um, because the journey, um, you know, I started to say it was long for me. That's relative, right? I know other people have gone on, on longer journeys, but it felt long for me, right? And so um, I think perseverance, I think I think it's true that sometimes your your biggest blessing is is right around the corner of right your biggest battle, and so um, I think perseverance has been key for me into continuing uh, to remember that. Um, I think another thing I learned is kind of what I uh, you know alluded to earlier, and that's we're not meant to do this alone, and I think um, alone and isolating is. Um, you know, is the way the enemy tells us that we need to do. He tells us all these reasons why we need to. And I think it's the absolute worst thing to do when you're in a time of trouble, anytime, but especially when you're in a time of trouble, because you lose sight of the truth. And kind of also too the, you know, the verse that um, as a third one that I would say is Um, when you're reading that verse, the one that came to mind to me is that God promises to turn all things to good. Mm -hmm. If we, you know, look to him and allow him, you know, according to his purpose. And so really our job is to always look to him. Right. And, and if we do, even if we go down the wrong path, he knows our heart and he'll, he'll make it right and he'll make it good. And so um, I think looking to him and I'm going to add a fourth one, (laughs) <laughs> I think that it is um, learning I, I think there's so much depth in learning to love ourselves mm-hmm. and I think that comes through um, for me instead of uh, condemning myself that I'm not where I want to be or or not doing something that I feel like I you know should be doing at the moment, it's really a curiosity right It's like I wonder why, that is right because with curiosity it lifts uh the burden of condemnation and it allows for answers um i think condemnation just tears us down and doesn't really draw us any closer to to the truth so
1: wow and isn't that crazy that it's for some reason it's easier to tear ourselves down than to lift ourselves up like negative emotions are so powerful and convincing
0: yeah it makes me think of how they say how many more muscles it takes to frown versus smile right but it's kind of that that thing it's um it's kind of automatic it's you know something that I don't know we're born with or we we learn but we it it becomes the automatic thing if again if we're not intentional and we don't start catching that and see what it's creating in our lives. And it's not creating anything positive. It's not pushing us on to do better. It's actually tearing us down and keeping us from, you know, God's greatest, our, his greatest blessings.
1: Absolutely. I agree. So Robin, where can our listeners connect with you online?
0: Yeah. Um, they can go to my website. It's Robinmorecoaching.com and uh and it's Robin with a Y why. Uh, Instagram it's at Robin Moore coaching um, also find me um, on Facebook on my personal page it's robin.more uh, backslash 16 and uh, yeah so those are the best places to find me
1: that's awesome and you have an amazing gift or actually complimentary offer for us
0: yeah so if you go to the robinmorecoaching.com there will be a pop-up that will be a a video that I've done on letting go of those unwanted emotions. And so you can go there and get a copy of that and gain some knowledge from that.
1: That's so cool. I am actually curious myself. I'm going to check it out for sure. Guys, honestly, take her up on her offer. (laughs) And before I let you go, Robin, I would like to ask you my signature question. What does love and to be loved means to you?
0: Hmm. I think that love, as, as as talks about in the Bible, right, is God's greatest gift. It's what it's what brought Him. It's what you know made Him to to save us, right? It was it was love, um, and to be loved. I think oftentimes we think that that is about somebody else loving us, but I think the the greatest place to start. Is to learn to love ourselves and to learn to love uh, how Christ made us and the love that He has for us, and with that, I think then we're able to love others and receive others' loves in a whole new way.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Any final thoughts, Robin? Um, no, just uh, just remember that intentionality is the key, and you don't want to go at it alone, and so. Uh, be intentional to find that that person or those people so you're not doing it alone.
1: That's awesome, beautiful. Thank you, Robin, for being our guest today. So much insight. We talk about her incredible journey of perseverance and hope and Robin has uh, powerfully freed herself from 11 medications, rejuvenated her health, overcame depression and anxiety, and embrace motherhood with adoption of her son Jaden. And uh, her innovative coaching methodology, Robin, helps women reconnect with their inner joy so they can begin to see the world through the different lens. Reach out guys to Robin to learn more. I will post in show notes links to everything was mentioned in this episode. Stay tuned for another edition of Love and Beloved. And thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. And thank you, Robin. So grateful for you and your time.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And remember, you are never alone. You are loved. You are God's treasure, precious and priceless to Him.
0: Thank you for listening to Love and Beloved. If you have any questions about what you heard today, visit LoveandBeloved.com. It's love and the letter B with no E, loved.com. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the show. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you'd like to connect, we would love to hear from you. So send a quick note to linasabula at gmail.com. Stay healthy, stay safe, love, and be loved.